Hi, and welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection of humans and technology. My name is Guthrie Blankshank, and here with me I have Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi there. So we um, uh, had, I guess, I guess been a little lazy, and we kind of had two podcasts in three weeks, so we wanted to do a back-to-back, a a double-header almost, as it were, so uh, that we've completely caught up and we're right back on schedule. So... Uh, we are going to do part two of Hackable Brains today. Um, and if you didn't listen to part one, you don't need to by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it could be useful just to, to kind of uh, go over some of the things that that we had done. Um, again, uh, we had covered basically some of the interesting how the brain works and some research about um, well, how about I just let Susan take over because she's going to be getting us started anyways. Oh, so you were doing a review of what we talked I about I was last doing time. a review and then and I And then you said, eh, forget the review. Well, All fine. right, but let me ask you this. We did talk last time about uh, single tasking rather than trying to do multitasking, which doesn't work yes. and doesn't exist. So di- and it's only been a, you know, a couple days actually since we recorded that last one. Or maybe one day or two days. Yesterday? It was yesterday. Did you try it at all? Single task. Try what? Single task. Did you even try it? No. Apparently not. No. <laughs> I actually no. tried it a little bit. But it's only been one day. So I'll give you a, a, a couple more days. and then I'll Like I said in the it. previous podcast, I kind of already knew this. And I know and you, it's you're not, probably you're better for me. You're not giving up your multitasking. I get it. But All right. All right. Let's move on. It's like it's like someone, you know, who, who has some sort of bad habit that they know is a bad habit. And they just, but it's not so bad that it's ruining their life. At least that's what they think. All right. But, but now we'll see. When we talk about the stuff today about hacking your brain we'll see if maybe you like any of these any better okay all right so we'll see yeah. if, you, if you're willing to do this so mm-hmm. um i you know some of this is kind of brain hacking it almost we almost get to the point i mean we could get to the point where we're talking about you know more than brain we could talk about body hacking and 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 no <laughs> but i'm what the reason i say no no i i only say no because brain hacking is a 45 minute topic like we should have a whole nother podcast on, on body, body hacking. hacking okay yeah well as we talk about the stuff i i made some notes about what we might talk about today it, it does affect though some of this affects not just your brain but anyway i wanted to start i mentioned actually on the last episode i made a very very slight mention of something called the vagus nerve. Yes, and, and I want to all about Vegas. All about Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I want to talk about the vagus nerve because I, this is actually the reason I want to talk about it is because I'm fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think that this is going to be big. I'm experimenting with it on myself. Yeah, that's always a it's, that's evil scientist one hundred one, right? <laughs> First, develop a secret plan, and then because you can't, because it's secret, you must experiment on yourself. Uh, and then if it gets horribly wrong, you turn into some sort of mutant. I think that's how that works. Or or you create Frankenstein. Have you noticed that I'm any different lately? I, have you g- been going through long stretches where you don't remember where you've been? I, I'm always that way. No, just mm. kidding. All right, so you have this um, vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S, and it goes from the from your brain um, all the way down through your body, uh, through your digestive system. It's a big um, nerve. It's like, I think it's the largest nerve in your body. You actually have two of them. You have one on the left side of your body and one on the right side of your body. And the vagus nerve is... It's it's interesting. It's in charge of. Do you, do you remember the terms uh, sympathetic and parasympathetic? Yes, but okay. I'm sure our audience does not. Okay, so you have, you know, these aren't are these really like? It, it's kind of. They're kind of um, phrases that are used to describe. I don't know that they're describing actual physical 
things, but okay, parasympathetic is part of what's called the automatic nervous system, okay? And it's a whole bunch of nerves all over the place that start at the brain and go through the um, lower end of the spinal cord and supply uh, all your internal organs and your blood vessels and everything else with, um, with n- n- you know, electrical impulses. So the parasympathetic is governing all the unconscious actions, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you, uh, you digest your food, right. uh, all that stuff that you don't, it's not like you stop and you say, oh, now I'd like to digest my food, right? I mean, it just happens. So that's what the parasympathetic nervous system does. It takes care of all the stuff going on, um, and that starts in your brain. Well, then, there, that, then there's the sympathetic, Okay. Mm-hmm. So the sympathetic system, it's kind of like um, an opposite um, system. And the sympathetic nervous system um, kind of balances out the parasympathetic. So uh, the sympathetic system is going to accelerate your heart rate constrict your blood vessels, raise your blood pressure. The parasympathetic is going to do the opposite. So they kind of work in this balance, counterbalance, balance, counterbalance constantly. And, you know, that's going on and you're not aware of it. So the vagus nerve, the reason the vagus nerve is so important and the reason I started with the parasympathetic and the sympathetic is the vagus nerve is kind of always um, monitoring those two systems and it's kind of you know telling uh, it's it kind of says oh parasympathetic you should you should turn on a little bit more and slow everything down oh sympathetic no no now it's slowed down too much okay sympathetic you should like you know speed things up so it kind of has control over you know everything that's going on and um the interesting medical stuff that's coming out is um, that that some people, their vagus nerve, uh, they call it tonal quality. So some people have like a, a, a normally active vagus nerve and some people have an underactive vagus nerve. And if you have an underactive vagus nerve, you're going to be prone to certain um, diseases and problems, rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune inflammation. Uh, And so doctors have started using electrical stimulation to stimulate the vagus nerve and thereby affect your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Is this like too medical? No. Uh, So the... the, um, People are, doctors, medical community is starting to use the stimulation of the vagus nerve, for instance, to deal with depression Mm -hmm. and uh, epilepsy. Yeah. Now, I should note, this is um, electronic stimulation. Yeah. uh, Is pretty common. Uh, Again, a lot of your body systems run electricity. So if you gently kind of stimulate it you can you can muck around with some of the some of the stuff um this is uh slightly different than shock therapy oh yeah it's really different than shock <laughs> and therapy. then by slightly different i mean completely not related whatsoever <laughs> and it's so. not and it's even different than you know if you think about like um people who have pacemakers or defibrillators you know that to stimulate their heart you know yeah. that's that's different too um these are uh, if you're stimulating the vagus nerve, well, you know, some people are familiar with what's called TENS units, T-E-N-S. Like if you have pain, and, and I, t- I talk to a, a lot of people who know, they go, oh, yeah, TENS unit, I know what that is. It's a little thing you buy, you can buy them for $15, and you put a little patch on diff- two different parts of your body, and then it sends a really little bit of electrical stimulation to your skin, and it can help just relieve pain in, like, your back or something. 
Um, so it's kind of, when we talk about stimulating the vagus nerve, we're talking about that, just a little bit of electricity. Now, when, when it was discovered that by stimulating the vagus nerve, you could help with some of these, um, these you know, physical symptoms and, then, and also emotional, right, depression and, and so on. When they first discovered that, what they would do is they would actually implant this into your body, like around your neck. And um, of course, that's expensive and requires surgery. And so not very many people have been doing that. But now, now, there are interesting devices out. So one of them is, is this device. It looks like a, I don't know. It's just, it's got this round thing. And you actually just hold it on your, your, your neck area. And it says, and it sends electrical stimulation. And the newest ones, this is why this, this is a, called a brain hack, because we're finally getting to the brain. The newest ones, you actually attach, you don't attach, but you just kind of set them up. They sit in your ear. It's like a little, a little headphone. And uh, because it was discovered that um, your, your outer ear is the topmost part of the vagus nerve, there's a little spot that if you give that a little bit of electrical stimulation, it stimulates the vagus nerve. Um, and people are now, you know, stimulating the vagus nerve for this variety of health and emotional uh, um, uh, uh, issues. So the idea is that if you were to stimulate your vagus nerve, like maybe uh, for 10 minutes, two or three times a day, it would make you calm and focused. That's the idea. Now, um, I am not, uh, this is where we have to do the medical disclaimer. Mm -hmm. I am not a doctor. And uh, I am not saying that you should go and do this. And in fact, if you're in the US, you know what? You can't go do this because um, these devices, uh, the, the under the skin stuff you can get, you know, from obviously a regular doctor and a surgeon. But the, the ones that um, you don't have to implant, the ones that, are, that you stimulate from the outside, um, the FDA has not approved these in the US. If you live outside the US, you can get one. But in the US, you can't get one, which is kind of interesting. So like I said, I'm not a doctor. So I'm not saying you should go do this. But I think. Um, and then I want to talk about another another kind of similar thing, but not exactly the same. And then we can just talk in general about, you know, where this is all headed. Because I think we're headed... Do you, d did you ever watch Star Trek? No. Because I'm not really. You're not a Trekkie, huh? You should maybe... It was, it was a little too corny for me. Um, just don't you do you remember though? I like the recent Star Trek movies. Uh, I I enjoy the summary of the Star Trek plot lines. Did we have we mentioned cool on the podcast what we found out about Star Trek when we were in Stockholm? I don't know. Do you remember when they said that um, they used the uh, sweet the the Scandinavian designed salt and pepper shakers on the set of Star Trek. Yes, I remember. For this. the what? Oh, for the medical. When all right, you'd see. I get excited because I remember Star Trek. You're not going to remember. You don't. You may probably don't know this, but there was the doctor whose name I don't remember. What was the doctor's name on Star Trek? Anyway, I, I don't know. I didn't watch Star Trek. Uh, the doctor was always healing you by taking this device, and 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 he would. It, it had it, he would scan it up and down your body and he could tell what was wrong with you and then he could use it to heal you right with some form. that was a salt and pepper shaker everyone. that was actually a salt and pepper shaker so. scandinavian design that's what we found out in stockholm we have to find out if that's really true and i'm sure i'm 100 percent sure it is because i think i looked at a picture of it and it was a salt and pepper it's shaker. just it's just kind of like a metal cylinder <laughs> Anyway, the reason I'm bringing up Star Trek is that on Star Trek, the idea was that you could heal, you could, you could diagnose and heal with electrical stimulation. And um, 
I think that that we're absolutely getting there, and I think people will be able to, you know, do this hack your brain and hack your body from your brain um, themselves. All right. Uh, so okay, yeah. so my turn. Wait, all right, but I'm I got to talk about the trigeminal nerve. I'm not even done. Okay, go ahead. What's your turn? So, this is uh, I think, I think, my personal opinion. Yeah. Is that a lot of health stuff? Yeah. There are things that are out of balance. Yeah. And then, but especially in America, we have a culture of fixes. And so the idea is, well, if if we do something, then it's either healthy or unhealthy. It's this gray, black, or white. What, like, and for example, what? What do you mean by that? Anything. Literally any medical profession ever. Okay. So, okay, so step one, right? Vitamins. Okay. Well, if vitamins are good for me, then more vitamins is more good for yeah, me. Yeah, which isn't true, but okay. So, or, um, you know, so there's just a lot of cases, especially with dietary stuff. So I think that in some cases you're out of balance one way. Yeah. And in some cases you're out of balance the other way. Yeah. And in there are also um, situations in which do putting weird changes into your body doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. But stimulates some sort of response from your body like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. And that in turn can help underlying conditions. Yeah. But but it doesn't but what you're doing actually doesn't have anything to do with it. So so I can give um, a bunch of examples. Uh, so there was a guy, just there, there's, so there's these patients who have kind of irreversible brain damage, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they can't walk, they can't do certain functions, they can't talk, that kind of stuff. And so he was like, hey, I have a crazy idea. Let's just drill a hole into their brain, which is pretty normal procedure, by the way, and we'll just inject some stem cells. And just see what happens, you know? Like, whatever, stem cells are cool. We'll just inject them to the where the site of the brain injury was, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And all the doctors are like, this is the this was the worst idea ever. Um, you should note that stem cells, uh, they, they have the ability to turn into any kind of cell. Yeah. Um, so they're theoretically healing in some way, but on the flip side, like, they won't fix broken brain structures. They'll they'll just turn into brain cells. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, but he got, you know, a, like, you know, 20 some patients to sign off on it. And, uh, 70% had like noticeable improvement and 30% had like ridiculously great improvement. And people were like, what, what, what on earth is going on? And then, and the current running theory is that by injecting the area with stem cells, the area freaked out. Yeah. It was like, what is going on? I have no idea what is what this is. And sent in stuff to deal with the stem cells. Um, but in doing so, it triggered regenerative natural processes in the brain that helped redevelop some of these broken um, brain injuries. Well, okay. So there, you know, there was a... All right, we're going far afield. But, 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 but I, I got to... No, but I got to tie this in. Okay, go ahead. So, you know, right, so... You know, it stimulating for some people, yeah. stimulation of the vagus nerve may help, and for some people it may hurt, and it just depends what side of the spectrum you're on. But of course, people are going to be like, "Wait, this is healthy, and therefore more is good." So I yeah, should like yeah, I agree with do you. like a I crazy amount, yeah. and that's that's what's going dangerous. to happen with this in a couple of years, probably. The uh, same way that, well, okay. But the research from the NIH no. is showing um, that so, it is so it is uh, helping with like rheumatoid arthritis and diabetes and all kinds of stuff. Um, by, by the, the way, way, if you want to help what? depression, you should take shrooms. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Now we're going way far afield. Silabin. Okay, uh, just this week, which is um, June. Of 2016 uh, was some reports about uh, some people who had severe multiple sclerosis being helped by a stem cell. The same thing. It, it seemed to uh, rebuild the immune system. I just thought I'd mention that. Anyway, back to, back to though, uh, 
The I'm, just, I'm just, I just, whenever there's claims of re, you, you're, you're regeneration skeptic. and healing, and you're, I, you're a skeptic. I am not a skeptic in the results, but I'm a skeptic in the process. So you mean the hype and stuff? Well, like I said, like okay, so like gluten free, like there are probably <laughs> are no, no, no. But seriously, like I am, I'm, I definitely believe that people feel better. Um, if they some some people many people feel better after they cut gluten out of their diet or if they cut meat out of their diet or if they cut yeah. whatever it is out of their diet or yeah. um, and and some people feel the same but and some some of it is just you know the placebo effect and some of it is actually stuff going on in their body well, and some of it is that they're sensitive to gluten but I think that's a very I think that's a small percentage but certainly if you're not um, if you're there's a there's a famous uh, Greek philosopher who, when asked what to do, um, could, the state was in a period of, of turmoil, yeah. like political turmoil, and they said, what what should we do? Uh, and so he said, well, you should um, make all the, uh, you should get rid of all the criminal, or like set all the criminals loose and get rid of all the laws. Because if disaster is our current course, then sh- surely its opposite must bring salvation. And uh, which is which is kind of funny. Um, but 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 again the, the right the point is is that well if if things you're doing aren't feeling good well then obviously like shocks to the body you're doing dra- drastic changes in diet or stimulation you know will do something um, so I don't but I don't you know the idea that it's like like it you know like you're broken and then it's regenerating you I don't personally believe in most of. Well, all right. Now you brought up placebo, so now we have to mention placebo. If, uh, we're talking about the brain because, you know, the whole idea of placebo effect, right, which happens with medicine, you know, in, in an experiment, people are given, you know, sugar pills, and uh, or sometimes it's not, it's not pills. Sometimes it's, you know, a certain kind of treatment or, you know, electrical stimulation that they're supposedly getting, except they're not getting any, right? Um, the placebo effect where, y- where you're not given anything or, an, or any active intervention and yet your body responds as though you were is really common. And it, you know any study that's done has, will show some placebo effect. And oftentimes the placebo effect is almost as good or as good or better than the actual mm-hmm. um, intervention. But that's a very real thing. I mean, that the, whole, the, the idea is that you, your brain will, will um, produce certain chemicals and hormones and electrical stimulation um, uh, partially because uh, you, know, you believe you are getting help or medicine or whatever. And, and so it'll... I mean, there are, for instance, there are, um, the brain has uh, natural uh, opio- opioids that mm-hmm. it, it releases under in certain situations that are as powerful as, you know, morphine. So, I mean, the, your brain can create this stuff. Well, so this is, this is, this is, I guess, my big point about half-held brains. So especially, um, I mean, no offense, but especially your generation right now is is really oh you mean uh, the, you mean the older millennials yes is the that older, my generation your, your generation the <laughs> older millennials yes what about uh us? there is you know um there's a there's a whole movement of mucking around with your well, body because we're getting ways. older and our bodies are no, falling apart i understand i understand but so so you but, will so, be doing this when you are older. i'm sure i will but so, um, so for the you know right, you can muck around with your body by what you intake, right? Yes. So you got all kinds of dietary trends. Yes. You can muck around your body with adding certain proteins that didn't exist, right? So you got yes. all the medicines and supplements. You can do uh, mindfulness meditation. Stuff. You know your uh, your your alma mater, University of Wisconsin. Yes, has a huge center of uh, that studies the the the. Uh, physical, uh, emotional, and mental effects, brain effects of mindfulness meditation. But here's the point, is what? that is that all of this is just yes. a various form of 
you go you go in your brain or yeah. you're sorry you, in the body yeah and you, you just kind of you're you're mucking stuff around and you're hoping that you that you land in the right outcome okay. and so you just you're just mucking around yeah so now that we've come to an age of um, hackable brains yeah. where you can get implants and you can do like uh, electronic stimulation yes. we have a whole new arena where um, people can muck around with their bodies in various forms and their and, brains and figure out oh this makes me healthy or this will help in some way yeah because you know that's always what we do we find a way to to muck muck around and then we decide that this is better than not mucking around and and then that's so that's the key are you to saying everything. this is a, a good idea or a bad idea no, I just think it's a continuation of a trend, and I think uh, obviously the more we know about the body, the more the better health results we will get. I don't, and sir, and again, like I said, like in in a in in some people, like this really is the treatment that they need to fix whatever underlying condition that they have, right? Like a un, under stimulation of this or over stimulation of that, and by you know, because because the other thing is. It, you can, you can actually have less stimulation by zapping yourself, right? So people who have epilepsy, the brain implants that they get um, when they sense brain waves of ep of an epileptic episode, it basically sends a huge stimulation to the brain and just kind of I don't want to say shorts everything because that's the wrong metaphor, but essentially sends its own kind of competing uh, electronic stimulus to, to stop the rolling yeah, epilepsy. Yeah, kind of like noise canceling or something right and and there the body has a natural response right that's why when you smoke cigarettes and you have nicotine the body produces le less nicotine and that's how you get addicted to, to to smoking so there's so there are certain you know functions that even that right so because when you in what in some cases when you stimulate a nerve right it causes the nerve to do more and it, or the body to do right to increase its response and sometimes when you give it more the net result is that the body will decrease its response. Right. And it's really, you know, it's, it, right? So so you could be like, oh, uh, like this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. So like, uh, yeah, uh, anyways, I don't want to get too off track, but there, there are lots of ways in which people think they're doing X, they're moving in a certain direction, and, and, and this is why, and then they start feeling better. Yeah. Um, because they think they're getting less of this or less of that. But in reality, and I'll give you the, can I give you the perfect example? Yeah. Which is cholesterol, right? So 75% of cholesterol is actually manufactured by the body. Only 25% is from what you intake. Right. So, um, right, so you could be like, I want to have less cholesterol, okay? Yeah. So in some people, yeah. what, what happens is, well, they cut their cholesterol intake, and the body goes, oh, God, we're not getting any cholesterol, and it vastly increases its own natural cholesterol production which causes their cholesterol levels to actually go higher. Right. And in some people, when they cut their cholesterol intake, the body's like, oh, okay, and their cholesterol levels dip. Or it's possible that if you increased your cholesterol, the cholesterol you ate, that over time your body would be like, oh, we're getting plenty and would back off its natural production. And then as you lowered it down, you'd have less cholesterol. So it's like, it's really hard to tell what well, either okay, is gonna okay, and but, maybe maybe cholesterol is not the best example. Well, but but, but um, okay, now we're going off into other things too. You, you brought up about... you brought up <laughs> stimulating your vagus nerve okay, to heal yourself. Okay, so but, this is but this is. I, I am gonna come. Get back the to, economist to come at you now. We are gonna come back to the trigeminal nerve. However, uh -huh. now that we're going off on this tangent, yeah. You know, we talk about we talk about science a lot. I we right? I talk about science a lot. Yes. And we talk about it a lot together. And um and and I love science. I do. And I and I I believe more or less in the scientific method. I I've I've taught the scientific method at, at one of my first college professor jobs. I had I was teaching a class on the scientific method. So, you know, I know the scientific method, but I also know there are flaws in the scientific method. I happen to believe it's the best method we have right now for advancing our knowledge and understanding of stuff, but it's not perfect. And 
you know, so you have the whole scientific method and whether that's perfect or not. And there's some really interesting issues that you would be interested in as an economist and as a statistician about, you know, regression towards the mean. And we could go, go off on that tangent. But, um, but you know, it's, we, we, even if you follow the scientific method, you have to, there's always this problem, especially when we're talking about humans and what affects humans. There's always the problem of how do you generalize that? So I think, you know, cholesterol is, if you, you went off on that tangent. So that's a great example where, as you said, you know, oh, now we know that the body's manufacturing most of it. And then, and then we also know that some people seem, you know, very sense, very, they create it very easily and other people don't. We also know there's different kinds, now we know there's different right. kinds of cholesterol. Right, exactly. And now we know that actually the relationship between cholesterol and heart disease is not <laughs> what we thought it was. So that's why the US government said this year, hey, oh, remember how we said like you shouldn't eat eggs? Yeah. Go eat all the yeah, eggs you but want. But see that and that but that's not even, you know, it's like go eat all the eggs you want, except the bigger issue is you know, oh, by the way, lowering your cholesterol for for a lot of people actually, you know, taking drugs, for instance, statin drugs to lower your cholesterol, it will, you know, we get to the point where what we're measuring has no meaning. Like right. We do this in science. So we can measure cholesterol and then you take the drugs but to lower your cholesterol. But does that make your, your life better? Does but that it doesn't make you change your life, right? I mean, right, for yeah. a really small number of people, it, it, it might change their life. But for the 97%, I mean, I'm making that number up, but for a lot of people that are on the statin drugs, all it is doing is lowering the cholesterol number without any Which, any yeah. change in what, your what longevity or your health or your anything. Um, right? And while we're talking about Sarah's, I have actually done a lot of research about on. different uh, diets. Yeah. To deter, and not about how the people felt, because I didn't do that, but sim strictly who lived longer. On certain diets. Yes, and this was after accounting for, you had to find, you know, I did a lot of research to find good studies that, you know, accounted for income and accounted for location yeah, and accounted for job type and accounted for race and accounted for gender there's and accounted for age. All these, all these things. And uh -huh. they accounted for the best that they could. Uh -huh. um, and? It was, it's a really good study. Uh, and um, uh, studies, there was a couple of them. Yeah. And basically, uh, people who eat lots of um, Worms? Uh, processed Insects? and red processed and red meat uh, have shorter life expectancies. And if you eat grasshoppers, you have a longer... People who have um, vegetarian and uh, also eat fish have um, slightly longer life expectancies. Uh, and, and also, so if you're vegetarian... Um, and and people who eat fish, it's a little bit longer. And uh, the, like you know, how you, we're talking like two, a year. Two uh, I think I think like three years for for between for people who ate fish, and then it was like two, two and a but half. Do you think out of a for vegetarians eighty-seven like, year lifetime? Is it like is it like worth it to get those three years? I I don't know. I mean, well, the other thing is, because that's just how long you live. There's also, more importantly, how well uh, you feel. Right, right. And, that's and probably some people would feel better. Some people will feel worse. It's really hard to tell. And it probably and the thing is, it probably depends on the person, right? Like, like there are people who yeah. eat a McDonald's hamburger every single day, and they live till they're 85. There's people I who know. eat a strict, you know, vegan diet, and everything's raw, and they live till they're 75. You know, it, just, know. it just depends on the person. And for some people... Probably depending on what you grew up with, maybe eating a ton of red meat is exactly what your body needs to stay um, strong and healthy. And for some people, it, it's exactly the opposite. So, but the 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 point the point is is that it. Um, I just wanted to share that that's when it comes to diet. That's there is some research out there that that does show that there is a small correlation between um, red meat uh, and and uh, and life expectancy. But the other thing I wanted to say is you know I'm an economist. Yeah. And especially you know I kind of right during the beginning of the great recession right there you know should we do the tarp 
asset, you know, the temporary asset relief program should Wait a minute, be which which recession are we banks. talking about? The 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 great uh, recession that just happened. Is that what it's called now? Yes, officially, the capital G and a capital so, R. So like the Great Depression was in the 1920s. Yes, and the Great Recession oh. was what recently. 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes. And, in the and Great so, Recession. And so you know, people ask me, right? Like, what should we do? Should we should we cut the budget? Should we increase yeah. it? Right. Yeah. And and the problem is, is that um, you know, and that's one of my biggest gripes. That's why people complain about you know economists is that so economists deal you know with linear algebra and there's like the the the, the, there's in calculus, like the areas under curves. And so, the, you know, it's not always a strict linear relationship. Yeah. Sometimes it's exponential for various things. So if you're, and it's where two, you know, two curves intersect. So basically there's a magic line where if you do too much, it's bad. And if you do too little, right, it's bad. You need like the Goldilocks porridge that's somewhere. And the problem is you don't know where that is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so like for government, in some cases, if you have too much government spending, it's bad. If you have too little government spending, it's bad. But how do we know that we're currently too high or too low? Right. So like there's all this like sometimes when you do one thing, it'll. So let's say you're trying to increase jobs. Right. Well, if you do this one thing, it increases jobs. So a lot of people's expectations is, well, let's just do more of that thing for forever. Right. Right. But eventually you get to a point where increasing that thing actually reduces jobs. Right. And so there's this weird balance back and forth that you got to do all the time. So, you know, so my answer to like all the questions about economics, for it's frustrating as it is, is, well, it depends. Well, and that's the answer, you know, that's the same answer that people who work in the field of usability and human factors right. give all the time, you know. Right. Should, should we... Should we have more items on the menu or less items on the menu? Should the button be red or should it be blue? Well, it depends, you know. Um, right, exactly, exactly. A, a, and I think, I think it's a problem that it we have in, you know, just in society in general, and like I said kind of at the beginning, where people just assume, well, if some is good, then more is better. And that's, that's, that's not, not the always case. the case because, you know, the world is complicated and these kind of statistically, you know, relationships don't always aren't always just pretty linear well um, you know we could do so it's more complicated we could do and we should do an entire episode and it's not this one yeah on on uh the problem you know the uh, myths misconceptions misunderstandings of science you know like that's one <laughs> another one is um you know correlation does not imply causation mm -hmm. another one is the the problem of not being able to replicate research and and regression to the mean i Can mean I give you another one yeah what that people really 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 want to do what they want to do and they'll find any justification to do it right and here's the example yeah in rats right yeah. They gave rats a concentrated dose they. of the red. There's always they. No, it's, it's a group of scientists. Okay. Right? Yeah. Gave rats a concentrated dose of? that would be the equivalent of like a thousand cups of wine a day for whatever the red thing is in <laughs> yeah. wine. Oh, and, okay. And, and so someone saw this study that when given a concentrated dose yeah. in some rats, it increased the rat's life expectancy slightly. Yeah. And of course, the headline is wine is good for right, you right, right right so so you know right but if you actually followed the study you'd have to be a rat and drink a thousand right, gallons of I wine know, a day i know but well, people and so just want to drink the... they want to find any reason that alcohol is healthy right. and so they'll be like oh i'm gonna drink my healthy glass of wine and now i'm now i'm being health conscious which of course which right and science doesn't say that at all but people want to drink so they're gonna find they will they there will be a scientific study proving that drinking is good for them so they don't have to feel bad about drinking all the time and uh which is also so. an example of overgeneralizing, which is another science so so what's interesting is that you know i love science and i base my career on science and yet i know that science isn't perfect and sometimes i i'm like afraid to let anybody else know like i don't want them to know <laughs> you know because then you know, it's yeah. it's like uh, what, what what like it's it's the it's the it's the you know it's the best worst option. It is. It like is like democracy. And I have I have the yeah I have this argument all all the time. Uh, 
with one particular person it, who is not a scientist um, who then thinks because of these problems, you know, we should just throw it out. But it's like, well, but we have to move forward. It's the best way to move forward right now. It's not, I know it's not perfect, but I haven't, no one has shown me, you know, like uh, tarot cards are not as good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Tarot cards, really, really bad. At, 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 at moving, advanced. Yeah. I mean, and I, like, at hey, calculating hey, I don't models. have any problems with tarot cards. In fact, I have a, I have a theory. I have a theory about tarot cards and crystals and, and all of that psychic oh stuff. And uh, we'll go into that in another one. Because I mm -hmm. actually think there's some interesting things going on with that. But. Put that aside. It's not a great medium for moving us forward in terms of knowledge and understanding right. of the natural world. And so, and and part of it too is that you know, we like to think that science is all knowing. There's a lot of parts of various you know subjects, especially about the brain, and about human and biology. about humans. There's so because and it's and we just. It's, it's very, and, it's hard, in, and it's hard to study because you, you can't, can't do a controlled experiment yeah. where you take one group of people and, and you like make take them parts drink. of their brains out. Yeah. All they drink is the thousand glasses of wine and they don't have any <laughs> other food or drink. Right. I mean, you can't do that research right. on people. And so, yeah, it's and, then, and not to mention the complicated variables of genetics and environment and what they're eating. Yeah, and that's and something, and, and that's something like, that's a, that's the thing is like, it, it's so complicated. So for example, you can see um, in your own genes if your grandfather smoked, right? Smoking causes gene changes that's passed down through yeah. multiple generations, Yeah. right? So, so in some, in so, you know, so from a genetic level, right? You may be, you know, you may have this, this card dealt against you that's based on what your parents' dietary like situation yeah. was, you know, and that you know, just to add in a whole fresh new a wrinkle. whole other level. So, so now that we're learning that brains are hackable, and by the way, we're gonna do a <laughs> we're gonna do a part three we of are? this podcast. Why? Well, What's... yeah, because we did because we didn't talk about any of the hackable brain stuff. Well, like, we talked we just... about a little bit. I I tried to get us back there, like oh, well, yeah, and then times. we then we careened off. So we'll we'll have to do a part. Well, are we gonna three. like change the name of this one though? No, we're gonna call it Hackable Brains Part Two. Yeah, this will be like the sequel where like there's like another plot line on the other side of the world that kind of ties in, but not really. But they spend like a lot of time on that plot line, but really like the main plot isn't moving forward. Hmm. So yeah, so th that's that's what this is. But you know, but but the point is, is that as we're starting to um, learn not somewhat about how the brain works, but we're we're getting a we're we're getting better at interacting with hu with biological processes, right? So putting implants in certain spots that do things, right? We yeah. might not know exactly how they're working, yeah. but we see their effect, right? Yeah, uh, we know that if we do this, then kind of this thing happens. We have a good guess about why it happens, but yeah. you know, but we don't know for sure. Um, I feel like, like we're, it, we're kind of at, it's to me, it's kind of similar to, you know, when we, when we uh, started to understand like the circulation system. Right. You know, and, bef and right. before that we didn't realize there was blood. We like leeches. You know? Yeah. And well, then we, no, like, now, knew that now, you know, leeches are back. Yeah, I do know leeches are back. So uh, don't don't make fun of leeches. There's right. Like so like, but so like now we 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 know that viruses can change certain DNA and RNA, right? So so now we know that if we modify a virus, we yeah. can custom implant DNA. And we're not exactly you know we're not exactly sure on how that works or what the processes are, but we know. That if we right. do this and then we, we can implant DNA and now our pigs glow in the dark because they have jellyfish DNA in there, right? So we can like, we can see the results even if we're not, we can't really, you know, make our own animal. We can kind of, it's like, it's like, I don't know how a car works, but I know if I turn the steering wheel right. or step on the gas, it moves forward. So we're getting to that point with the brain, right? Where yeah. we have all this MRI stuff. So we know kind of if we do this thing, then this part of the brain does this thing. And so it helps kind of learn how it works, but more importantly, it helps, you know, we're getting a better 
I guess, comfortability with hacking it and doing weird stuff to it, you know? Um, again, so, so you have like virtual reality, right? Where you're basically tricking the brain because the brain will take anything. Uh, brain, the brain is very malleable. Um, socially, that's why you can bond with a cat. Or the brain's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in space now, right? Uh, I put on this headset and I know that I was just in a room, but now I'm in space. And if that rock that's in space is gonna hit me and I better duck, right? It's just the, yeah. the brain will take whatever imp, you know inputs you give it and turn it into something. Yeah. So we're getting we're we're getting to a point where people are gonna start mucking around with with their brains, doing all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. All um, right. Let's talk about the trigeminal nerve though before we're done. Yep. So uh, there's a uh, the trigeminal nerve. This is different than the vagus nerve. It's a cranial nerve, meaning it's a, a nerve in the brain, uh, of which there are several. And um, when you stimulate this with electricity, so you put on this little headba- headband, this can be done on the outside of the brain, and you stu- used to give it that electrical stimulation. And this is another one that's, that helps with depression, anxiety, epilepsy, PTSD. And uh, again, like you just said, you know, exactly why? Eh, don't know. Uh, but it seems to work, and it doesn't seem to kill anybody, at least not hasn't yet. That's um, all you can really ask for. Yes. And, and people wonder why. I mean, and this and this is exactly why the FDA hasn't approved this kind of stuff. No, no, no. Like, the FDA has approved the trigeminal. Tri- trigeminal. Oh. Yeah. The FDA has approved the trigeminal. Hasn't approved the and, and it's approved the vagus nerve implant. It doesn't for whatever reason. It hasn't approved the external. Vagus I bet nerve. you it's hard. It's be like in hey. Europe. You it's approved. Well, you okay. can go. You can I mean, buy one in Europe, and fine. people are using it. I'm I, just saying, it's probably difficult to be like, "Hey, we don't really know what's going on, but we know if we like send some electrical impulses on this nerve, we get these results." Uh, but we really don't know why or what. And you know, the FDA has their they got their whole shtick about yeah. you have to prove certain things and yeah, right. You, you know, that's that that's the right that. That's a, that's a tough bar when you're not really sh- right because it because the nerve right the nerve isn't making serotonin, the nerve I, isn't doing these I biological know, processes. I don't know why the FDA. Ha- I I don't want to. I mean, who knows why the FDA hasn't approved it yet? I don't even want to. But but guess. you know right. But it obviously has impacts on all these systems, and you just don't know how everything reacts to everything. But the body is pretty resilient. It's pretty hard to mess things up and kill you so oh i don't know if that's true i think you could i think it's pretty easy bodies, to mess things up and kill you the body's pretty resilient it can take oh um can i can i tell my electrocution story what electrocution story so when i was uh in uh texas uh i was hanging out with some friends and one of the people there had a had a taser like a rape taser like a you know because um, she she went to school at a college um, that was in you know maybe not the safest neighborhood. Okay. And you, so she had a taser. Buy, you can buy a taser. Uh, in Texas, you can you can have a firearm. Yeah. Well, okay. You can't buy like an industrial grade police taser. Oh. But in certain states, like certain states, you can't even have. Uh, uh, Pepper spray, certain cities. That's that's considered okay. A weapon. So let's just say she had one and it wasn't illegal. I'll put it to you this way: if you if you hold it up and you hit the little button, yeah, it goes. And you can see the little electricity, it's and it's scary. very bright. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's scary. But it's not like it's wait, not wait, like wait, the industrial grade so, police tasers so where it shoots a, out and like so you can have sends a, like t- a taser, and yet you can't have a vagus nerve stimulator. Like explain that. All right, let's not get into that. Go ahead, tell us your electrocution story. I, as a side note. I think parent, I think like paternal government systems are very stupid. Yeah, I, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna go off into politics and then. And but then, I didn't I didn't you know so I just we're I'll gonna get angry be. emails from our listeners uh-huh. if we go I'll into just, politics. I'll just let that be. Okay. But yeah, and so uh, 
so I don't know. Um, there was this, there's that we were all hanging out, and this guy was like, I kind of want to know what it feels like. I, and so we're like, all right. So he uh, he tasered himself in the leg. Oh my god! And he was like, oh, well, that's pretty crazy. But it, like, it wasn't that bad. Uh huh. So then we all like took turns tasering ourselves. You know. And so I like braced myself, and then they, they yeah, set the I haven't heard my this leg. story. Yeah. And I, I like it like singed my skin this through is, my jeans. This is horrible. It was really cool. No, it's really terrible. Like you could feel like your whole like like in the milliseconds. Like you could feel like t- like time slow down, and you could feel like each like contraction and vibration of oh, your muscles for great. like that one second. So wait a minute, you don't think people should zap their vagus nerve for health, and yet recreational tas- self tasering is okay? I didn't say they. Sh- I mean, mm-hmm. no, no, they certainly can. I just don't think that they should that people should be convinced of its health benefits. I tasted myself knowing full well that there's like nothing healthy about what was going on like it was just this, this was just 20 year olds being stupid i i wasn't doing it then thinking it was going to make like improve my life except now i have a cool story um it was kind of neat i mean it was through jeans so it wasn't oh, like man. direct and if you like think about it and brace yourself it's not too bad oh, but i could man. certainly if you didn't see it coming i i could certainly imagine that would be quite the quite the uh not fun experience uh yeah, so that's my, you know, so yes. So, and then uh, when I was younger, I had a science teacher who would just run a little bit. We'd, we'd all hold hands in a circle and just run a little bit of current through the group. And you would, you like, pass from person to person. That was kind of He fun. did not. Yeah, that's a true story. So, um, yeah, the, the, so, yes, a little, just a little bit of electricity. So, you know, there's, I, the point is, is that I have, been slightly electrocuted before i'm sure lots of people have stuffed their fingers in wall sockets out there no um, we are not suggesting that people put their finger in a wall socket. no 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 i like, when people were young they were stupid and they did it and you then think, they almost died i think you can die from doing that oh absolutely absolutely i'm just saying i'm sure our listeners have accidentally electrocuted themselves at some in some capacity um, so electric electricity is weird the bot Electricity does weird things to the body. It does. It does, it does do really weird things. Weird things. Uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that as we move forward on the on the you know hack your own brain thing, we're gonna. I think we're gonna find all kinds of you know people doing all kinds of strange. Like it's just so things. weird, right? Especially you think of a static electricity, right? You shuffle your feet on a carpet, yeah. on, you know, you're playing around, and then you know yeah. you go to kiss your spouse when they get home, yeah. and bzz, right, and it right. shocks, and it's like it's painful. It's so weird that that a electronic shock would cause you know like right like pain because it's not actually you know right, but it's it's impacting the nerves in such a strange way. That's that's just kind of how it how it yeah. how it works. Yeah. So it's it's all very interesting. I know um also so like in professional sports. Yeah, they're starting to do all kinds of yeah. Crazy what are stuff they doing? This. Well, because you can do uh, muscle stimulation to help, you know, uh, injury progress. Yeah, they're doing weird stuff. They're people are getting stem cells injected into really they weird are? places. Wow. So you know Peyton Manning. No, should I? Yeah, you should, well, I'm okay. showing my my sports ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? Anyways, he was a quarterback, and he got injured in the neck, and then he went to Europe, yeah. and uh, he definitely got stem cells, like, just injected into his neck, and then that, and, and his neck was better, and maybe he was also taking steroids, but that's unconfirmed. And then Kobe Bryant did the same procedure, too, where he basically went to Europe where it's legal and got, like, weird stem cells injected into places. And they uh, and then um, they already do hyperbaric uh, chamber testing where you basically go into a low oxygen or a low pressure environment or high pressure environment i forget which way it goes and then you like and you run on a treadmill and it like mucks with your body because there's like like too much pressure and not enough pressure so you, you can't get like the correct amount of blood to certain places so it lets you train harder there, there's all kinds of really strange stuff that they uh that they do in professional sports i just want to put a little sensor on my ear and give myself a little bit of electrical stimulation to my vagus nerve. That's all I No, 
I know, but the, the stimulation of the vagus nerve is very interesting because when you're talking about, you know, there's a growing body of research that, that shows that a lot of things are actually connected to inflammation. Yes. That the underlying potential, potential, very potential underlying cause of a lot of diseases, a lot of um, diseases is inflammation. are influenced very strongly and, by inflammation and inflammation response. Right. And an auto, uh, it's an autoimmune response. Right. But the, that's, that that's not always a bad thing. Um, so yes. when I grew up, right, if you rolled your ankle, you went home and you got some ice on it. Yeah. That was like rule number one of ankle recovery. Yeah. That's not true anymore. Really? Um, yeah. If you go on um, the kind of, you know, sports websites, um, especially in professional athletics, uh, if you get a, an ankle sprain, yeah, uh, you're, you're, unless it's a certain type of sprain, you're not supposed to ice it. You're actually um, supposed to uh, keep it warm, keep it loose, and encourage the inflammation, encourage the blood flow, and it'll actually help the ankle heal faster because, yeah. I mean, that's what inflammation that's does. Right. But inflammation right? can go too far. Now, now. Right. Well, I that's, that's why they're like, you, basically, what you do is you just try to keep it warm and loose, uh, and you'll recover faster. But if you actually want to play on it, then you got to ice it to keep the inflammation down. So it all depends if, if you want to heal faster or if you want to actually be able to like go about your business. So let, I'm going to bring, I want to bring this up to a meme level. Can mm -hmm. I do that? Mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, I really, I, I feel like we have to say this uh, before I bring it up to a meme level. Uh, we're not doctors. We're not psychiatrists or licensed therapists uh no and i'm an idiot who uh tasered <laughs> so, myself for fun so, <laughs> so really nothing we are saying it. in this podcast anyone should take as medical psychiatric or psychological advice okay we really i really want everyone to understand that um but bringing it up a level too because we've talked about a lot of stuff and i don't want people go off and try things because they heard it on our podcast but bringing it up a level i think that um you know as we all i think humans are curious and i think we're kind of in this age right now where we like the idea of self-hacking and life hacking and brain hacking and there's um a lot of knowledge and information uh, that is available to a lot of people that, you know, maybe wasn't available before. That's not always a good thing. Um, yeah. And uh, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. And so I think we're, we're entering this age where people kind of want to, you know, they want to experiment. They want to find out for themselves. They, um, and maybe this isn't true. Maybe this is just, you know, maybe I'm seeing things through my own no. point of view. But, you know, it's I like... Mean, I I think you're right. They they maybe don't trust the, quote, experts right. as much. And they'd rather, you know, self They also don't like to hear what the experts have to say. Well, I think the whole, you know, like, uh, you know, people want to send in their own DNA and get their own genetic test, you know. I just mm -hmm. think we're in this time period where people realize there is information available about themselves and there's technology available or starting to become available that they can try out and experiment with on themselves. And I think that uh, this is a trend and it's going to continue and we're probably just right at the beginning of it. And it may not always be a good thing, but uh, I don't know that we're going to be able to resist. I think people are just, you know, curious in that way. Um, and throughout human history, humans have basically been doing really weird stuff to try and make them better. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's leeching themselves or ingesting yeah. lead or, you know, getting chemo. Do we do what we do? We do all kinds of weird stuff to to try and make and us feel better and different. now we have access to more technology to do the Now we stuff. have, yeah, even more stuff to try. So be careful out there, people. Yes, be careful out there, people. <laughs> and, All right. Uh, well, there you go. I think we've uh, wandered enough for this episode. Uh, and 
yeah, I think uh, I think people are really starting to take stuff into their own hands. I would that's love. Why, that's why that's why medical marijuana is now legal in twenty five states. Do you think um, if we ask people to uh, to write in and tell us what they've experimented with with hacking their brains, they would do that? You can certainly ask. So if you guys have tried stuff to improve your mental state to improve your uh how your brain works let us know send us an email and where can they email us at guthrie info at the teamw.com and we also want to tell them that if they like our podcast they should literally like our podcast I keep somewhere trying to, I, i'm supposed to say this at the beginning and i keep forgetting i know so that's why i'm bringing it up now you really should just interrupt me in the beginning and just be like and uh yeah i might do that and um like our podcast share it with people tell people about it that's how we grow our audience and thank you so much for listening so until next time we will talk to you soon bye bye